Hello there, lovers. <laughs> Welcome to Friday. It's so exciting. Um, Friday is one of my days that I get to do a lot of work. So I have just been cranking away here and I wanted to record a little podcast episode for you today and just do this as a Facebook Live. Because what I'm really interested in for the most part is having more conversations with all of you. One of my favorite parts of my work is that I get to do consultations and coaching calls with my clients. And every single time I get the opportunity to speak with one of you, I learn so much more about what's happening in your life. So I wanted to do this episode today on my glasses. <laughs> um, I wanted to do this episode for you today about some of the relationship essentials that I think I, I think have really positively impacted my marriage. And this might be kind of surprising. So I I think about all of this stuff holistically. You guys know this if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, but I was an acupuncturist for a really long time. So the way that we do one thing is the way we do everything. And often I would have someone come to me in that context of acupuncture and they'd say like, I have insomnia. And we would look at all of the different aspects of their life and they'd say, okay, but I just really want help with the insomnia. Like, I don't know what my diet has to do with it. And I would always have to kind of bite my tongue and say, like, your diet has everything to do with it. If you're drinking coffee at 7 p.m., that may be contributing to your insomnia. If you are having a stressful home environment, if you are working and you're on your computer till midnight every night, that's going to play into why you have insomnia. Now, of course, coaching is a lot different because what I work with my clients to do is really uncover what their answers are really get them to a place where they trust themselves and they know how they've created their current life and you know how they can start to shift things in a way that is going to be most supportive to what they want to create in the future. So um, what I want to do today is just kind of have a little fun conversation about some of the things I've been experimenting with. What kind of coach would I be if I was not always <laughs> coaching myself? But if you have any questions as you're watching today or if you're watching the replay, feel free to type them in the comments. I'm happy to answer any question you have about your relationship. But in the meantime, I'm going to tell you about what's going on in mine. So if you have been watching some of the lives, you know that definitely the thing I think has the most positive impact in my own marriage is daily self-coaching. I teach this to all my clients. I teach them how to really hone in and figure out exactly what I just said, how your mind, how your thoughts and your thinking is creating everything else in your life. You see, your human brain likes to take a thought, an innocent little thought, <laughs> and what it will do is it will scour everything that comes in looking for evidence to support the thought. It's actually amazing because it gives us the ability to just have an idea about something and then figure out how to execute that idea. It gives us the opportunity to 
see something, decide we want to figure out how to do that in our life and go for it. Now, where this beautiful tool kind of goes sideways, especially in relationships, is that you might have a thought about your partner. Maybe they say something to you and you think, hmm, that was a little bit insensitive. Like, why did he or she say that? And then what your brain will do with that is it will take that thought and it will say, hmm, maybe my partner's insensitive. Let's look for more information to support this idea that I have. And what happens is you start looking for the evidence and guess what? You will find it. You will 100% be able to interpret everything that your partner does and feel like they're just this total insensitive jerk. And what often happens is you will also, you're, because your brain's so busy looking for the evidence that they're an insensitive jerk, at the same time, it's going to delete or kind of glaze over anything that conflicts with that idea. So you might miss all of the kind and generous things that they do because you're hung up on this one idea and your brain is too busy looking for evidence. You know, our brains love just black and white. We like to say, this is the assessment, this is what's true. And it's really hard for the brain to hold a paradox or to hold a gray area or a counter notion. So what starts to happen is you come into your relationship with this energy. So this is why I lovingly strong arm <laughs> all of my clients into doing daily self-coaching, daily thought work. This is a process that I've talked about on the podcast before. I'm going to do another podcast about this because I think it's so important to revisit how we do this. But this really just takes 15 minutes a day. If you have no other time, 15 minutes to really have a look at what you're thinking and what you're sending your brain to scour your perception of reality for, how what you're sending your brain off to look for. So number one thing that has the most positive impact on all of my relationships is daily thought work. Now, the next thing kind of goes hand in hand with this. The next thing that goes hand in hand with this is you have to have the time, the alone time in your life to be able to do this. I am a mother of two kids under the age of four. And at one point, they were both home with me almost full time. So sometimes I would have to do thought work while they were both napping. Like I would be in the middle of the bed with like a baby on either side of me, scribbling in my notebook, just hoping that I could get, you know, 20 minutes to do some self-coaching. Now that they're getting a little bit older, what my husband and I have been um, playing with is trying to give each other about an hour of time in the morning to just have some practice time. I, I'm going to talk about this on next week's podcast too, but he came from a background of meditation. So he, when I met him, he was actually living in a spiritual community. And every morning they would have two hours of meditation practice. I used to meditate or do yoga a lot in the early mornings. I used to do a lot of teaching in the early mornings. So both of us actually, when we had kids, a big shift for us was not having any time to just get grounded and centered for the day. Um, because our kids are getting older, and actually, I mean, I don't even want to say that my kids were the reason, but we just decided recently that it's really important for both of us to have a little bit of time every morning. So we've just been trading off. He usually gets up sometime around 5 a.m. He's got about an hour 
to do a workout, to do some meditation, to do some yoga. I get up around six. I have about an hour to do some yoga or working out. Uh, we just got a Peloton. I'm loving it, but it's so great. You can just do a 20-minute workout. And then I sit and self-coach, or sometimes I just sit there and think. Having time every day to think. <laughs> it sounds like, oh, great, but it's mind-blowing. And those of you who have children, you know this. <laughs> you know this to be true. So the second thing really is giving yourself time alone. How would that make your relationship better? For, for, for us, like the, our current experiment with this is there's a level of camaraderie between us. Like we feel like, hey, this other person is going to take one for the team and be on call at 5 a.m. If my kids decide to get up at 5 a.m., then I'm on deck. If they get up a little bit later, then maybe Steve, my husband, is on deck to do all of the morning stuff with them while I have this time alone. So it's like a little gift we give each other. It's a gift we give ourselves. And more than anything, it's a gift we give to the world. Because I know for me for sure, when I have that little bit of space in the morning, it allows me to show up feeling more abundant, more grateful, and everybody in my life, <laughs> including you, everybody benefits from that. Getting up, rushing around, being grumpy, being stressed out, um, all of that is just no good for anybody. So self-care, remember, you know this, but self-care is not selfish. It is really important to do, I think, every single day. And you modify this for your life. Maybe an hour sounds crazy for where you're at in your life, but find it. Find that time. Don't deprive yourself of sleep, <laughs> but make that time in your life. Now, you'll notice that I didn't say one of the essential things in my relationship is an hour a day alone together. It's crazy, right? Like, I don't think at this point we often have just like an hour of couple time every day. We don't build that into our schedule at this moment because right now we're both trying to get back on deck with being present with ourselves. And of course, we 100% book date nights, we book time together, but for me, if I had to pick, it kind of sounds crazy, but if I had to pick between an hour alone in the day or an hour with my husband, which one of those do I think is better for my relationship? The hour alone. The hour alone lets me tap into who I am so that I can show up and use the time I have with him for like actually connecting and not making it feel like an obligation. Something just to play with. Maybe give yourself a month to experiment with having an hour to yourselves every day. Okay, I want to tell you one more. I want to tell you this one. I did this whole podcast this week. I believe it's episode 55. I should probably know. But it's all about language here. This last one, I think is very important to improving any relationship you have, but especially the one with your partner. It's being very mindful about how you use the word need. My podcast this week was a rant about this, but I think so many people have a desire that comes up in their relationship and immediately they want to elevate that or dramatize that because it feels important to them. 
So do I need that hour of time alone? No, I'm not gonna die without it. Do I really, really want it? Yes, I do. But what I have been experimenting with, and I highly suggest this for you and your relationship, is being very precise about desires, using the word want and desire versus need. Positioning your wants and desires as a need is a way of not so lovingly strong arming your partner into doing something for you. And you can argue with me on this if you want to, probably not gonna change my mind, but you're welcome to give me a counterpoint. I always love to open up this conversation. The thing is, if it was really truly a need, like three times a week or five times a week, however much you're me, what I've noticed, when I'm not being careful about my language, is it makes me either lazy, you know, I'm trying to get somebody else to do my bidding, <laughs> or it makes me totally uncreative. When you say that the only way to get the thing that I'm hoping to get here is if you do it for me, you are manipulating that other person because it's not true. And it doesn't open you up to all of the other possibilities. So this is the big experiment I've been trying to be more conscious of and the one I've been running in my marriage lately is instead of saying, hey, I need you to do this, I'm being really careful and I'm saying, hey, I would really like it if you would do this. Or hey, would you be open to doing this? Would you be open to making dinner? Not, I need you to make dinner. The truth is I don't. It's actually a lie. I don't need him to make dinner. Would I like him to? Every damn day of my life. Except for the nights we go out for dinner. <laughs> All right, so those are my relationship essentials that I'm playing with, just three for today. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to type them in the comment box. Whatever I don't get to here in the Facebook Live, I will definitely answer after the fact. And if you're listening to this as a podcast, you can head over to revitalizeyourrelationship.com slash podcast, and you can just comment on any episode if you have a question for me. All right. It was such a pleasure. I hope if you were here having lunch with me that you enjoyed it. I'm just drinking coffee. I had my lunch. All right. You guys are amazing. I just also wanted to say I, I spend so much time thinking about you. The Before I go, I just want to gush a little bit. I spend a lot of time thinking about you and thinking about things I can do in the world that will support you and help you. So. I know some of you are going to be my clients. I talk to you like you're my future clients, and I can't wait to work with you in a program. Others I know, maybe that's not, the coaching thing maybe isn't right where you're at at this point in your life. That's totally okay. I want to keep creating things that give you something to think about, give you some 